0: This is KJ Live yeah! with Chris
2: Johnson. And Chris is having conversations with influencers in the sports world and entertainment industry. Hey, hey. Now here's Chris Johnson.
4: You are now tuned in to KJ Live. Today's guest on the show is an NBA agent and marketer for Goodwin Sports He's also the co-founder of Move Insoles and one of the most thoughtful and mindful tweeters about the NBA that you will ever come across. His name is Nate Jones. Let's welcome him into
5: the show. What's up, Nate? What's up? How are you doing, KJ? I'm
4: doing great, man. Uh, happy and honored to have you on the show, brother. I followed you on Twitter for about 13 years or something stupid since Crazy. the since the just, <laughs> hey, you you remember the early days of NBA yeah, Twitter, man? Definitely. Talk a little bit about. How NBA Twitter has sort of evolved over the years, dude.
5: First of all, like Twitter is just this whole life, this whole basketball life that I've led is surreal. Like people don't know. I grew I grew up in LA, but people don't know like how big UCLA basketball, Crenshaw basketball was in LA coming up in the 90s. And like Perfect. This dude is was one of the dudes like anyone that was younger was looking up to coming up because he was in the paper. He was going to UCLA. He's taking shots of the city man. championship. You, People don't Appreciate know you. they got to get they got to give the OGs, the ones that let it, you know, for us. um, their flowers, man. I, I, coming up, I, I grew up in mid city, uh, you know, up the street from uh, Midtown Shopping Center, Royal Wheels. Right. And yeah. on my on my street, there's a there's a cat named Marlon Garnett. Come on, come on, All right. And that's what got me heavy in the basketball. Right. Yeah. So it's just yeah. crazy to see that, like every, everyone that I either looked up to or, you know, younger than me or coming up before, whatever it is, like they're all on this Twitter platform and we all kind of interact with each other. Like even like a, a guy like uh, Clarence Gaines, like right. yeah. people that don't know who he is, like, right. right. Everyone that is anyone in the basketball world from, you know, in the league to marketing to college, high school. There's kind of that community there, so I I feel real at home there. um okay. But the er, the early days were, <laughs> it's interesting. It's just people were just people were just having fun. Yeah, no agenda, no, no agenda, and that you know then it became like you know there obviously there's finances attached to Twitter and it's a platform for getting your, you know, content off and whatever goals you have going there. And also I think it's just the way social media works. We have, you know, outrage culture where everybody is like, everyone's looking for something to be upset about and like tweet a thread about every day versus just like, you know, keeping it light, interacting with people and learning something. How
4: do you think people are so outraged today? I mean, we, you know, at, it- we grew up in a time where obviously things were sensitive and things were of a sensitive nature, but it seems like things have increased. Nate, why do you think that is? Is it because we hear about it more? Has it ha- is it happening just as much as in the past where we hearing about it more now?
5: Well, I just thinking it like it starts with the way the platforms are designed, you know, the engagement aspect of it. You see how much is retweeted. You see the, um, you know, engagement on likes. Right. comments all that stuff like the big thing on twitter now is oh you got ratioed like everybody is <laughs> like why do you like why does it, it i just think of the platform was never designed that way where there were never any like that consumer facing stats in terms of like what's happening with your content and people are incentivized to kind of like get those numbers up right. i think the platform will be a lot different a lot different
6: yeah. yeah.
4: When you look at the NBA right now and the play-in and the excitement with the playoffs, man, I mean, this is our favorite time of the year. What, what do you, how do you view the play-in, or how did you view the play-in when Silver introduced it last year? I mean, last year was great. LeBron, Steph, mm-hmm. you know, we had a hitter.
5: What were your thoughts on it initially? Yeah, I love it because you know, I, I think people will always complain about change, but change is, in, is inevitable. The NBA now is the MB, the three point line is. A key part of basketball now. And you know, it was kind of like the gimmick in the ABA, and now it's a key part of basketball. But it took someone having, you know, the forethought to like or in the guts to to push something forward, you know, and and do something different. And I think that's what it's gonna take in the NBA. We gotta look at everything from um, the way fouls are called to you know, replay to uh, timeouts to uh, structure of the playoffs. Maybe there's a mid-season tournament. Maybe there is, uh, you know, all kinds of different things to go about, uh, to go about um, changing the way we look at the game. Even even rules. Maybe we change the way the NBA, the three-pointer is. Now that everybody, now that the corner three is like a oh, layup. Easy. It's so easy, yeah. Maybe you take the corner three away. Like there's, you yeah. gotta constantly evolve. Otherwise we would still have the same game we had when Mike and those guys were playing.
4: Yeah, No, and we don't want to necessarily regress like that. Do you think the NBA should make sort of a, I call it drastic, a drastic move, kind of like the NFL did to protect quarterbacks? You remember when the NFL kind of had that new rule and and just, you know, the one year I was watching the NFL, everything changed. I was like, they they can't hit nobody no more. They can't do this. Do you think the NBA should adopt something similar, like things like we saw with Marcus Smart, Steph Curry, Marcus yeah. Smart making a clean play or well, whatever. He's diving for the ball, going at the knees. You think the NBA
5: should penalize plays that injure players or take that out? Was that too much yeah, of a man, fine that, line? That's, that's tough because number one, how do you even judge that, right? Intent, um, right? The intent of it all. The, the intent of, of, of it all. And, you know, we're taught from, the time we first start playing basketball, if the balls on the floor, <laughs> balls on the floor, go die for it. Every- Bodies on the floor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, and if you don't, if you don't and this in practice, it's you on the line, right? Like yeah, that's, that's, that's what you're, that's a problem, right? Like, so where, so how do you go from that to, to, Oh, you can't do that. And we're going to fine you for that. And how rare are these occurrences of someone getting hurt? Like that was just like a, a freak situation. And, you know, it's what it is. Now, the the I think the the deals with protecting players, um, you know, putting their feet under um players when they're going for jump shots. Now that's something I, you know, completely I understand. The the issue with the issue that you have when you're getting at this level of basketball, in my opinion, is you have basketball geniuses and they're doing nothing but focusing on how to manipulate the game constantly. Like people are on harden, and all harden is like. This game is hard. I'm trying to figure out the best way to be my best self. I see the ways that I see the different ways that I can exploit the game. And I'm going to go for it because this is about this is about winning in any way that I can win. I'm going to go for it. And if people don't adjust, why is it my fault? I heard Chris Paul explain it the other, other day, the same thing the other day. He was talking about the, the rip through and he's like, I barely ever get, he goes, I barely ever get caught on the rip through foul because I know it's coming and I know what not to do. He goes, how come all these other players can't study, you know, the setup of what's coming where, you know, okay, don't put your hand here because it's most likely it's going to be a rip through foul. That's what you do as a professional. You're just trying to exploit those situations. So it's hard for me to to knock what's going on. You see it in all walks of life. Every time something changes, someone figures out a loophole with it. Um, I mean, you've seen it with agents that have negotiated contracts that have, Blown, basically, blown up the CBA, you know. But they used to birds' rights used to be acquired after one year in basketball, and they guy had to get rid of that because people figured out, okay, well, I'll just tell the loophole. I'll, I'll go there and play for play for the league minimum, and next year they'll give me my bag. Like yes I got the birds' rights, right? Like so, that's that's just the way life is generally. So yeah, constantly that push and pull in that regard. So yeah. can't really knock those guys for that.
4: And I can't really knock. You know, the direction of Adam Silver and, and these ideas at first when I heard it, you know, about all the in season tournament and, the, and you know, the playing, mm. I was like totally turned off, dude. I was like, what is going on? But then after experiencing it last year and now this year, I was I was super excited about yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, it was like, I don't know why I was so excited about it this year, but uh, we had some great matchups, man. Uh, I feel like it's great for the last, i mean i guess what we're used to seeing that last part of the season nba kind of gets a little tricky you yeah. know you know with the games and scores and things you know guys playing and people sitting and this and that this now incentivizes guys and teams organizations to compete to
5: very 1 100% it basically extends the life of of the season if you're going to if you're, you know you can have a debate about if they should continue 82 82 games or not mm. um but if they're going to continue down the 82-game route, you've got to figure out a way to make it so people – so teams and players, organizations are, are uh, still locked in all the way. As many teams as possible are locked in until the end of the season. I think it's, it's done its job there. You have teams that were, are vying for that, that uh, uh, you know, 10th spot. Whereas before it was like, okay, you know, it's eight. I don't really have a shot. Let's pack it up. Let's try to get that lottery pick. And, and the, the funny, the interesting thing about, um, the in too, is you can still be a play tank team. And if you don't make the, if you don't like win the play in and get a playoff spot, you still are a lottery team. So you're, it's not like you're, it's not like you're losing out. So you might as well go for it. Right. Um, pretty
4: cool right there.
5: Right. So like, I, wait, I think, wait, so if they, Nate, so
4: if they make it, if they if, if they win the play-in, they're still a lottery team or they're no, no longer. Okay, no, okay, 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 they're a okay,
5: they, so, so if you okay, qualify for the playoffs, you're still outside the lottery. Okay, but if okay, you okay. if but I'm saying if you're let's they say lose. that you're yeah, if you're a 10th seed, you might as well make the play-in, get an experience of a one-game playoff. And even if the odds are like look at uh look at a team like Charlotte, look at a team uh like um uh who's playing in the West Uh, San Antonio, right? Those two teams, the odds of them winning and making a play, winning two games and making the playoffs, you know, wasn't the, the odds were pretty low. So at the end of the day, they get that experience of playing in a play in get the reality of, you know, I watched Charlotte last night. It's like, okay. Major reality check. (laughs) Major, major reality check. Like LaMelo is LaMelo is, is, has the, the goods to be a superstar. But the rest of the team, the reality is they might not be as good as everybody's hyping them up to be. So do you go down that road, you pay the miles bridges of the world. Do you pay all these guys and continue down that road? Or do you say, all right, let's have a hard hard reset around Lamelo. Like we, we figured out that this isn't going to work. We need to get a big in there. We need to, we need to, we need to be defensive oriented. We're not that right now. Um,
4: Allocate the funds to All, reallocate. Like, yeah. Reallocate,
5: reallocate, <laughs> reallocate the phone funds, reassess it. And like having that, you know, two, two years of plans has basically told them yeah. what they showed them, what they needed to know. Um, and San Antonio already kind of knew where they were at, but at least they got. The experience of playing in a high pressure situation in New Orleans. Like, I was actually impressed that they came back a little bit last night. I turned the game. I was ready. I said, I'm going to bed. Like, <laughs> CJ is killing. Yeah, These guys are about you. to fold, whatever. And they didn't fold. They came back in the second half. So I was actually impressed with that and hung, hung around. So, the, you know, those experiences, you can't, um, you know, you can't really just like, that's huge. Disregard those, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. a it's a huge experience. So yeah. yeah and yeah. I, I I I like the one game. I mean, you you have the experience of the highest level of NCAA with the one game yeah, situation. A lot, on like, yeah. a lot on the line. There's a lot on there is a lot on the line. There is nothing like that. There's nothing like that experience. And if, if there's a way. You know, over the course, I think it's tough because over the course, you know, there's nothing like a seven game series because over the course of seven games, you, unless there's injuries, you know who the better team is. It's right. like the better team is going to win out and there's no debate about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the excitement of that one game situation, um, you know, you it, can't. Re-
4: no, it's a, I was going to say it's like the wild card. It's like the baseball wild card in a sense, especially with the Clippers in Minnesota. I mean, the energy. Uh, uh, with that game, I felt yeah. like I was watching like baseball wild card in yeah. October, you know. Yeah, because when, when Pat Bev went off and, and he did what he did in the moment, I, you know, part of me was like, "Dang, he he really he's really turned up." Yeah. Then I started really thinking about it and letting it digest. It's like, wait a minute, man, we are kind of being whack with this whole thing about coming down on cats. Exactly. Only sell ce- like you can only celebrate championships. What are your thoughts on just that that? aspect of our culture right now,
5: man. Context is everything in life. And I think that people are <laughs> and we get hyped when we get win a big win at a uh, pickup game, right? Like yeah, the environment, the environment at in Minnesota where they ain't been in the playoffs and, you know, they've only been in the playoffs once in how, how many years. And now this team is actually, you know, it's a homegrown team. They're winning. The crowd is on fire and they came back. They were, they looked like they were out of it.
4: That's the whole, I think the, the way that the reason why it was so turned up, cause cat fouled out. So yeah. it's like, it was, oh, it's it was over. It was hopeless. I mean, you're not yeah. thinking that's about yeah. to be a W bro. Yeah. No way. Yeah. And PG and them, you know, they out there just, they were balling for me. Yeah. the Clippers. PG were
5: was like, oh. PG, looked great. PG. PG is, is, you know, outstanding when he's, when he's got it going. So yeah. it was fun to watch. And, and, I don't knock those guys. I get I get why people made fun of it. Cause it's just, you know, Twitter at the end of the day, like people like to get their jokes off and whatever else. But in terms of like the serious, like if people were being serious about it, that that is just like, come on, man. Like let these guys live, let them have their let them have their moment, let them have their, you know, excitement. And the fans, the fans, if the fans, if the fans were just like not hyped and those guys were getting that way, I could see it. But like we're crazy. The fans were going crazy. It was a big moment for that organization. It's always about, like I said, it's about context. The context is it's one of the worst organizations performance wise in all of the NBA history. Right. Like for them to have that moment. Give them that. Give those fans that
4: yeah, it's OK to celebrate.
5: And it was good TV. It's, it, it wasn't just good It's great TV. Yeah. Great TV, great content, all that stuff. So Absolutely. I don't get that. I don't get why you would knock that.
4: And you see Pat Bev you know in the media room after and that was that was you know scene it within itself yeah I always enjoy it kind of brings me to my next uh my, my other question I wanted to know about uh from you on Twitter and you know you you're outspoken about you know how the NBA is doing it as far as pushing the media mm-hmm. out the locker room yeah. why why is it so important for the media and players to have like this really like close close Relationship. I don't know if you can describe it as that. Or-
5: I, I would say I'm proof positive of it. I, I was a basketball junkie. Loved the game. Love, you know. I was never good enough to be, you know, Division One player or anything like that. NBA pot- potential pro, any of that stuff. But I played the game my entire life, and I consumed every single piece of content. And you know, it was before the internet, and the way I got to know players was through pieces in SI and Sporting News on. Um, Sunday conversation and what you know list goes on right like that stuff came through chick Hearn's halftime interviews people don't know like half he used of, to interview right? TV right so he was interviewing the players from the other team the road to imagine a a, a home announcer. Interviewing the players unheard from yeah, unheard of, but he was doing that's how I learned about players, yeah. that's how I learned about the game. Like, I was constantly consuming that, and that comes from media people, from reporters. The truth is, I think social media is awesome, I think some players do social media well, but for the most part, we know how it is. Social is just like flossing, right? Like, says so players, they go, they're gonna post a fit pic. And have a cap, you know, you know, <laughs> rap lyric caption under it, some bars under it, and that's social. Like you're supposed to get to know a player through that? No, like you're not gonna, you're not getting to know anything. You need a professional, actually, questioning them and you know, doing pieces on them, and um, you know, even like this year, uh, you know, I war- I've been working with De- Demar Derozan his entire career. Our firm's been working with De- Demar Derozan his entire career, and it's been awesome to see him, you know, get his flowers because people kind of wrote him off. Um, but it's opened the door for, um, you know, some of the coverage this year, some pieces that have been done on him are like unbelievable. And it's, it's coming from writers, writers that, that sat down with him or Taylor Rooks interviewing him, you know, Marin Fader did a, a piece on him, like list goes on, or you have these amazing um, storytelling pieces where you're getting to know this athlete in a way that allows fans to connect with them. Um, and if you take that away, how is that gonna happen? And I think people just get caught up in the like rumors exactly. and gossip, mm-hmm. the rumors and gossip stuff. And you know, a lot of that stuff is just it's it's uh they just kind of are like picking that out of like larger stories. It's the aggregation machine. It's right, like um yeah, the bean counters yeah, are yeah, work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know what's interesting though? have you have you been um are you up on the the ball sack sports? Deal. Man, I I, I don't know who the dude is, but I think it's the dopest thing. It's it's it like it's It's incredible. 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 It proves a point about how bad I think a lot of times when players hate media, they don't hate the media. They hate the aggregators. Mm. They're mad at the aggregators. The aggregators are the ones that not the people in the locker room. The aggregators are taking a piece of something, taking a quote, putting it, you know, stylizing it in. Um, you know whatever the format is for a graphic and putting it up and making it look official real whatever else and that's what the players get mad at you know the uh that stuff is what gets retweeted uh, legion hoops all this stuff dog, that's the stuff dog. that's hoops the, central. Stu- dog. Yeah, that, that's the old stu-
3: school
4: trick but it's old school <laughs> internet like remember they used to do that what did they used to call that back in the day i forgot the term but it's like the old school internet trick where you just like on the fake me out catfish on the quote. <laughs> it's like the oldest trick in the book, but yeah, like, man. it's getting on ESPN. It's getting on major networks. Yeah. You got major talking heads yeah. literally spewing out something Ballsack put out with the fake quote. Like he did the one with Dame and yeah. he had something at the bottom. I forgot what he wrote, but it was just so, it, like you, no one read the bottom uh, it's, yeah, is, is my point. It's,
5: it, it, yeah, and, and then he, you know, what uh, what I liked was he went back and he, he said like, I'm basically doing this to Prove a point and show that y- y'all will buy anything. There's no real investigation. Like none of this stuff is actual news. It's just you know aggregating drama and and packaging it in a way that, again, like we talked about before, is going to get you that going to get you that engagement. So that's 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 what's funny about it. But I think if players had an understanding that, that a lot of times they're getting upset at the aggregators more than they are the uh, the reporters themselves, which is also funny because. I feel like a lot of the players follow all the aggregators. They all do. And right? they, they're always commenting. Yeah. You see
4: them on IG yeah. especially. I see yeah. them. I'm like, yeah. Yeah.
5: I'm like, they
4: don't know this, this dude right here be putting yeah. up some BS. Yeah.
5: <laughs> and the funny thing about a lot of the aggregators is there's no one behind, There's no face to it. No. No one that has to answer for it. It's just someone. At, at all. And right. They,
4: and they're creating havoc. Okay. Yeah. They are causing issues. Like, it's also um, when you see um, – on, on uh, uh, the internet we were on Twitter and not only the fake quotes, but no oh, to your point about the media, I'm sorry. I was, I lost my thought.
5: Yeah. That,
4: the, the, it's the the media guys when they're in the locker room and some of those quotes and those interactions and those moments, those are some of the biggest drivers of content on Twitter. Like that part, not just when I'm, I'm just specifically, not even, the, not even the, the big pieces and all that the post game, the quote, yeah. Just the what? Just posting what someone just said in the in the press conference. I know I look for that stuff, and I gain I gain a lot of that, especially when the coaches talk. Like that's a high level piece of information. I think people are taking for granted that they could be really you know gaining knowledge and data and understanding what really what time it is with that particular team, and you know have a real finger on the pulse of things. You know what
5: I'm saying? Yeah. Most reporters are most reporters are pretty good, man. I I think I think that it's just the idea of what a reporter is, has been, and I'm not talking about just in media in general, but I'm talking about within sports and in the NBA in particular, I think most of the, most of the media are pretty good. Um, you know, sometimes there's, there's, there's uh, reporters that are out of bounds and we all know who they are, right. And players know who they are and what it is, what it is, but I think throwing everybody under that bus and putting everyone in that bucket is not fair. And then I also think it's just a part of what I, you know, when I talk about the NBA family, I th- like no matter what role I'm in, I am pro NBA family. Right. So not just, obviously I represent and work with players. So I'm, I'm going to be on their side, but if all of us are only looking out for our own interests, we don't have a league. So if, if players say, all right, we're done with media, we don't want them around, like whatever, there's a negative, there's negative consequences to that. Like, um, you know, thinking about those things, I think, is important, and having an education of how everyone is important to one another is a part of it, right? Like if the, yeah, respect,
4: the right, respect too, the mutual there's a respect.
5: mutual mutual respect, understanding how everybody like you, at the end, everyone likes to talk about them being partners, your media partners, the players are partners with the owners, like all that stuff. But at the end of the day, they're they're if you're not treating each other as true partners in these in this situation and you just look at someone like <laughs> like yeah. like like there's some kind of uh um, annoyance or annoy and that yeah. like yeah. why do I have to deal with this dude like yeah, whatever exactly. like oh like, the behavior is, the
4: behavior is so unprofessional yeah,
5: yeah yeah so <laughs> those those are things that I think that I think people just have to consider it. um yeah but and you know sometimes it's and I'm not saying that everybody has to be Michael Jordan, but is, I, what I like about MJ is MJ realized what he was and what he what his responsibility was when he was playing. And then as um, as he's retired now, he's like, I'm showing up, I'm flying in right before whatever I got to be to. I'm doing the minimum and, my, and I'm out of there and back on the golf course. But while he was playing, he's like, I'm the face of the league. And, um, I'm going to make sure that if anyone ever runs into me, they have an experience that is of a certain level. I'm going to talk to media and treat them with a certain respect and do, you know, all of that stuff. And, um, I think if, if we started to have, if more players and teams and everything else had that mentality versus just like, oh, we don't have to do that. Or we have the power to get away from this or get out of this or whatever else, you know, do, uh, I think the league would be better off for that.
6: That's when blue checkmark represents on our listing. eBay Authenticity Guarantee, meaning every inch, stitch, sew, logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. So when you finally step into those grill kicks, you'll realize the feeling is unlike any other. And with eBay Authenticity Guarantee, the feeling of real is always within reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.
2: Restrictions apply.
0: Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. In this year's
4: playoffs, though, do you think are most best equipped to make the finals? One team out the West and one team out the East.
5: Um, you know, out the, out the West, I would say Phoenix is, is to me, is a well-oiled machine. Book is like, it's, it's so interesting seeing Book and Chris Paul together. Um, why, why? Because it, like Chris Paul, obviously we, if you've been around him or, or um, watched him play, even if you're just watching him play, you know, he wants to win more than anybody. And book has that in him too, but people kind of doubted it because of the team that he had around him, and and he's kind of been holding that in for years. And like it, you you know he has a li- he probably has a list like in his even if it's not officially written down like man this person said this about me or whatever else. And now he has a squad and he's he's ready like he's going for blood. So um, I love seeing those two play together. And I also think about you know, the Lakers uh, had a trade for Chris Paul. So you were going to see Kobe and Chris Paul play together. And there was kind of some doubts, you know, even in my own mind, like, can these guys, can these two get along? Can they figure it out? They're both, you know, headstrong individuals. But when I see book and not to say book is on Kobe's level, but when I see book and, and CP together, it's almost like we got a little taste of that, right? Like, uh, you know, two dogs, two competitors, that you know when the game was crunch time (laughs) they know how to get it done so it's been fun to watch that and then out east um the east is a little tougher i think if robert williams didn't go down i would have the celtics coming out of the east because you're pretty high on the Celtics. oh man i mean if you watch, i think it's hard for people because you know once you get it's just like anything in life once you get branded that's that's what people are going to think of you right so the Celtics earlier in the year obviously were struggling. People are saying, Oh, he may may be over his head. Maybe Jason Tatum and, and Jalen can't play together, all that stuff. They shook up the roster and they locked in. And defensively, they are just a beast. Like what you know, especially when Rob when Rob Williams is is healthy. Oh man. They're just they're switching everything. Nothing throws them off. Um, you know, Dallas ended up be, beating uh the Celtics and the, and the uh, game, the Celtics and, and uh, Mavs played like th- a few weeks ago, right. but Rob Williams was switching out on Luca, like Luca's still, he's still, he's going to do his thing. Cause he does his thing versus everybody, but right. like usually a center or a power forward coming out and switching on Luca is going right. to be like, they have zero shot, like right. Right. that type, that type of versatility. And then I think having, you know, high octane scores and, and Jason and Jalen, uh, Marcus smarts found his home as a point guard. I think he's, um, you know, uh, like that's the position he probably should have been playing the whole time versus just kind of being you know, either a backup point guard or, or a shooting guard next to a point guard. Yeah. Um, he's doing his thing. And, uh, I like, I like the trade with getting Derek white. Um, I like their squad a lot. Um, and I think they're, you know, having Horford and Williams if they're healthy when they play and home court and when they play Milwaukee, that's a good, um, you know that's a good package to be be able to try to go at Giannis with. Yeah. Um. Now, if Williams isn't available, I don't know if they're stopping Giannis. <laughs> like that's. Well, I don't that, know if anybody can stop Giannis, but because uh, yeah. you know with Brook back,
4: you know that's that always changes the the dynamic for the Bucks when yeah, he's in the
5: lineup. Yeah, one hundred percent. I just don't know how healthy Brook is. That's what I'm wondering. That's what I'm wondering about. Mm. Like coming back from, we saw it with Serge Ibaka last year, like. Yeah, he, he he like he wasn't he wasn't the same after that back surgery. So I'm wondering how much book Brooke could could provide because Brooke is people don't realize like I think they again brands stick with you right. So when Brooke first came in the league, you weren't thinking of him as a defensive like player at all. Not at all, but Brooke- and you weren't. You, and you weren't thinking of him as a three-point shooter. Not I mean, at com- all. Completely revamped his game. That's what he do. <laughs> that's what he do. defend and shoot <laughs> three, three. and
4: D. He's a three right? and D guy. I can't believe it. Look, Brooke, when he, he was at Stanford, they played at Stanford, dude. I would have never thought in a million years that Brooke, I think he hit 100 threes last year. Yeah. Something, something insane for a yeah. seven-footer. But I would have never thought. But that's just a testament to him figuring it out, figuring out what was going to make him stick and working on that stuff, man.
5: Breaking, you know, breaking that foot a few times and like yeah, I think yeah. that woke him up like, all right, I probably got to figure this out. You know, if I'm going to stick in the league, I got to revamp my game. The, the The game is changing. Yeah. This is probably the way to do it. And he's, he's skilled enough to pull it off. And then defensively, him and Giannis together. Brooke is such a good uh, anchor that it allows Giannis to be this ultimate roamer Ooh. where. Yeah. so you see
4: And we saw last year, especially in the finals, what Giannis was able to do when he's a yeah. roamer. Yeah. You see it on the biggest stage. He's up in the square on folks yeah. on that weak side. You know what exactly. I mean? <laughs>
5: exactly. So yeah. if, uh, you know, if Robert Williams doesn't come back, I, I think I have, I think I got uh, Milwaukee coming out of the East. So really it's going to depend on if Robert can come back and, and, and really uh, impact the game like he was before he got hurt. Cause that's Celtics. I don't think people realize how good the Celtics, I forget where they were ranked like for the first half of the year, but they weren't close to first. And they finished first, like, way above everybody else in defense. Like, that's how good their defense got. You think, um, so.
4: you think Philly has – you don't think Philly has a chance at all? Or what do you think is going on out there, man? Because no one is really picking Philly at this point.
5: Well, you know, I think it's very hard to uh, put it all together after a, a midseason trade to begin with. Um, and and I also, you know, I'm wondering – I am i do not think James Harden is washed up like some people have been saying – I think if anything, I think he might be still struggling with his hamstring uh, injury. We kind of saw the same thing happen with Chris Paul a few years back where people, you know, his last year in Houston, people were like, I don't know, man, he might have yeah. he lost the step. You don't have it anymore. And really, you know, he disclosed it like he just was dealing with that hamstring injury that he first injured out in uh, uh, that he injured in Houston during the, the Western Conference finals the year before. So like he comes back from that but he's not, you know, he hasn't changed he hasn't fully changed his diet, his workout routine, all that stuff. So he had to reset everything and you kind of saw that new new and improved Chris Paul for Oklahoma City in the first two years in in um in Phoenix and he's been like MVP level type player over that time, like one of the best point guards in the league over the last 3 years and 4 years ago people were saying he was washed. So I Ham- think he might be yeah. hamstring is no joke. So, I no. think I think I think that um you might be seeing that which cuz you don't go from I, I we saw James last year when he first got to Brooklyn before the hamstring injury and he was explosive as hell like not, he still still getting get, going, going, getting to the basket doing his thing he had not you don't just go from that to yeah. struggling with it and we know he has a hamstring injury so I think that's a part of it right. so I, I I'm wondering if you know a, a summer where they're able to figure out their whole roster around them um and and give james time to really put himself together because uh, it's hard to like it's hard to re-engage your body like that midseason you know or in the middle of the season the playoffs all that stuff so that's my main concern with them is just you know, if, if James is able to, and maybe he's just, maybe he was just coasting and he's about to turn on <laughs> switches about the turn on and we don't, it's not a hamstring thing and we'll, we'll see it. But, yeah. you know, I don't think a player of his caliber just loses a step like that or slows down like that within a year. It just doesn't happen. There's something else going on. So yeah. um, be interesting to see, but yeah, I, I think uh I still have, um I think they have like the two, like two of the best players in the East Um just like, uh, Brooklyn has two of the best players in the East, but you got to have a full team. I don't know if they have the the depth and the versatility that um both Milwaukee and and uh Boston have when they're fully healthy. Yeah, so, the depth, yeah. the depth really stands out for yeah. them. It's just that
4: they don't they just get thin and, and not a lot of contributions. But with Joel and B playing, I'd be probably gonna well everybody's saying Jokic, but he, you know, he should have got some MVP votes. Yeah, for sure. You got Jokic, you got Donkic, Donkic, Luka Donkic, or however you pronounce his name. How far is the gap widening between, like, the top players in the league being international and, like, the next star that's born on American soil? Like, who is the next American player that can unseat one of these three guys, in your opinion? D-Book? I mean, who is, like, next – coming down the line that could be potentially in conversation for the MVP.
5: Man, Man, U.S. wise, like, you know, you got, you still, look, if Steph didn't, if if Steph didn't go down, you still were going to have, like, Steph was going to be in the mix. You know, I always think, I always think my guy, Dame's going to have a chance, Kawhi, is Kawhi, if he's healthy, he's going to have a chance. LeBron, the team situation is, was jacked up, but if he's helped, but if the team is healthy and LeBron has the year he has, he's in the conversation. Um, I think, you know, Chris Paul could be getting MVP consideration tomorrow, the year he had in Chicago before all the injuries went, you know, he's, he still consistently played the same way, but the team started to fall off because, you know their defensive backbone fell apart, right? Um due to all those injuries happening. But you know, he had an unbelievable year. Like there's so there's a ton of US based players, but I just think situationally, um, and and also like the time it time it and uh years in of their career. Like Jokic is a young player. Don is a young player. Giannis um, too. But I mean, uh, relatively speaking, right. Yeah, Gian, Giannis is Giannis is a young player. To dude. me, Giannis, Giannis is the best player in the league right now to me. Dude, dude. You know, if, if people, oh, and, and obviously Kevin, obviously Kevin Durant is, is, is MVP candidate every year. But again, these guys have to stay on the, the biggest issue, especially when you have the miles on you is staying on the floor And your team being one of the you know better teams in the league, so
4: I guess my my point
5: is is kind of on the lines of your
4: point about these guys being so young. They're MVP level. They got like basically the top three spots. They're in the argument. Yeah. For the top three spots year for the next 10, 12, 15. Yeah. It's like, who, 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 who's going to see these dudes, man? Yeah. Z- Zion. Like what superstar I'm, I'm trying to think of, man. Is there another, yeah. and I'm not saying Dame and, and Kawhi, yeah, no. but like a young, younger young, guy. a younger. Yeah, well,
5: I, I think this, I think this crop that just came in for the, the 2021 draft class is special. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, I think, Talent wise, Jalen Green is out of this world. He just has he just has to figure out how to play at the NBA mm-hmm. level. But like talent wise, that oh, dude yeah. is crazy. Okay. Um, Cade Cunningham is like a he's like a mini Doncic in a lot of ways, right? So mm-hmm. he, like he's gonna be he's gonna be good. It's, and it's kind of ironic that he's out in Detroit. As like that was like Grant Hill stomping grounds, another like point four type. Yeah. So they're Uh getting a new smooth new version, you know, not nothing too like flashy or whatever else. He just Just nice, just nice and knows how to play the game. And he's 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 obviously not as big as Doncic Doncic is. I saw Doncic move Drew. I don't think people realize how much of a rock Drew Holiday is. And he
4: don't know how
5: he just moved Drew Holiday like it was nothing. bro. I've always
4: <laughs> been amazed at Donch's strength and yeah. size, bro. Like how he just able, just he'll get, when he was getting your shoulder, like his first couple of years, he was doing this move where he was just hitting dudes with the shoulder, but dudes is like, whoa, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And hitting you with the step back. But that part of it is crazy, man. These
5: guys don't really understand how strong NBA players are, man. Yeah, man. So, you know, Donch is a big dude, but but um, I think Kate has a lot of his like game to him. Evan Mobley, he hasn't even figured out offense yet. Like he's just, he's, he's like that help defender type that, and, you know, to be a bit, to be a first year player and have defense kind of figured out on that help side. And he's going to be, he's going to be phenomenal. Um, Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes, man. Like Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes. Ba- Bar- you know what's interesting about Scotty Barnes? He's got a lot of Scotty Pippen to his. Yeah, he does. He's does. got a lot of Scotty Pippen to him. Like he could be that type of that type of guy. Like a bit he's like go so live. He is so I love yeah. watching him play basketball. That
4: Toronto's actually pretty good. Philly better not sleep on Toronto. They beat him three I, times this year.
5: Hey, I like to I if any team's gonna upset anybody, Toronto. Right. I know I know the Nets, everyone's expecting Nets ups, You maybe you know, possibly uh you really? know, beating this. Yeah. Wow. Because they have, because they got kept, I mean, I'm talking about like the the general audience, not like the real oh, okay, like okay, okay. General audience. Cause, yeah. Cause they have Kyrie, you can't ever doubt Kyrie and KD and those, hmm. those guys are, you know, they can, they each can put up 50 anytime they want. Right. um But Toronto real deal. They, they just play modern basketball at a high level, you know, tons of tons of length ability to switch. Siakam's um, been Siakam's been killing our guy yeah. Todd, Todd Raffa. every time I shout out Siakam, <laughs> he let him know, right? Yeah, um, yeah. but yeah, <laughs> but he but the yeah, they kind of doubted Siakam coming into the year, and he's he's completely showed everybody that he's still a real deal. Scotty Barnes yeah. doing his thing. It's crazy that they have you know usually teams just want one player like that 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 long versatile guy that could do multiple they, things. They, they rolling with him. They, roll they, they, they got they got two of them. You That's know, unique. like we just very unique so they're they're fun to watch um you know jalen suggs we didn't even get to really see like he's in orlando so he's kind of under the radar i still you know i liked him coming in so i'm interested to see what he's going to be able to do what about Um, trey what about trey oh you're talking about Trey? yeah trey yeah i was just talking about this year's class but trey young is is fantastic um you know i'm i'm it's sometimes it's super tough with with guards that are as small as him to like figure it out. Um, I, don't but know how,
4: I wonder how he does it. Like, I'm always he's one of those dudes that amazes me uh, every game I see him. He'll do something. I'm like, damn, he really hit that. Like every time I see him,
5: maybe. it's in him. You know, he's, he's, yeah. his, his his dad, is, you know, played Division One and, yeah. and worked with him. And you can tell he loves the game yep. and he just has a natural feel for it. And it's in it, man. It's just like, what can you do? That's a, that's a high, high, high skill level. He's, he's taking advantage of mistakes yeah. and he's been, pre- he's built for it. He's been preparing for it his entire life. And that's, that's what you're seeing. But yeah, yeah there's a, there's a lot of, you know, Trey young. The other thing about the MVP too, is, you know, a guy like Trey young, you think about it. A lot of it has to do with the situation that they're in though. Right. Like if Trey, if Atlanta doesn't ever pick up, or get a chance to be a real championship competitor competitor it's going to be hard for trey young to win an mvp like you got to be for the most part you got to be in the mix unless you have like you know you have a season like Jokic where like they don't have any of their other like complimentary players stars whatever and he's just going crazy still and he's the main reason they're winning um, it's going to be hard for media fans, et cetera, to recognize you in that way. So I think that, that as much as the talent of the player has a lot to do with it. Um, how you how agree, well... You, a, go, ahead. go ahead.
4: You agree with Jokic as MVP this year?
5: That's um, You know, I, th- I think that there are... <laughs> I think that there are so many different avenues to go down. Like, I think if Jokic won... I I don't know how you could argue against it. I don't, um, if Embiid won, I don't know how you could be like, well, the, he, he shouldn't be MVP. Well, yeah, he's put up MVP numbers. Giannis, the team finished, they're in the, they're in the third seed and they had injuries to key players throughout the year. And they, he still did his thing. Like he, to me, he's like modern day Shaq. Um, Doncic, obviously like they had a slow start and, we're figuring it out, but you know, towards the end of the year, they had a chance to, they had a chance to potentially get the third seed. Um, so I think you can go about it a variety of different ways, but I think people because Jokic is not like he's not interested in any of the media, marketing, any of that stuff. Like he's just low-key. The hooper. Try, got a hooper and trying to get to, <laughs> and trying to get to his horses in Serbia in the summer. He don't care about like none him. of this. Um,
4: They're doing the best Tigers, dog. Focus. So, focus.
5: So, that, so that's that's the, I call him I call him Larry Joe Jokic, because to me, he plays like he people say that. Doncic plays like Bird, and I'm like, that's lazy, man. He don't – to me, he doesn't – he don't play like Bird. Like, they have
4: – Way more stuff than Bird, to me. Yeah. Doncic is off the bounce, though. Like, Bird – you know, Bird – I mean, Bird had a little handle, but yeah. what, I, what I see – what I know of Luca, what I see Luca, I'm always seeing him on the pill, bringing it up against some dudes, you know, having to shake off defenders. So that that separates
5: that comparison to me. What are your thoughts, though? Yeah, What's he Luca plays like Luca plays like James Harden with the up and under. <laughs> <laughs> like you know what i'm saying like they play the exact same way except, that Luka goes in LA,
3: except yeah.
5: you look goes in the lane and it has the up and under moves and all that like he give he's giving you that james ain't doing that james is like i'm euro stepping or i'm i'm euro stepping go to the cup or I'm i'm doing a floater in the lane but that or Thanks. throwing a lob like that's that's his game so um, but, but Lucas, a lot of the same stuff, except he's, he's, you know, he gets in the lane. He's going to give you a little, the, he's giving you the post moves, he's giving you the up and under all that stuff. Um, and then Jokic, Jokic is just like, man, he's, he's like playing chess out there, man. And it's, he's it's just a savant.
4: he's a definite savant
5: man. And, and the, he has this move he does where he it's so interesting because, um, magic used to have. Uh, a, a go-to pass that I would be like, damn, how the hell does he do this? And, which and which one? And so magic would come down. Like he, like he was, he was going like free throw line extended, come down slow. And then wow. all of a sudden he would throw like two men are coming and throw the pass through two people into the post perfectly to worthier to, oh. to a uh, Kareem like yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. layup every yeah. Like it's, I think people just look at it like, Oh, it's not that difficult. Mm-hmm. It's almost like LeBron finding the corner, like right. turning the corner, Mm-hmm. He's turning the corner and he's finding a cor- uh, corner three shooter open. And you're like, and I think the average person's looking at it like, oh, he just made like a simple pass, and that's like unbelievable. Yeah. Off, <laughs> offhand, left-handed pass, like it's nothing. He's finding the corner it in the air,
0: <laughs>
4: boom, no
5: problem. And then Jokic has a thing where he's in the post, and as soon as he sees the double coming from the from the corner three, he's throwing this unbelievable like the pass that only baseline that only he. Ooh that only he can, that only he can make the only he can make, like yeah, yeah. He's, he's so fun to watch. Like, I honestly, I wish I had a chance to market Jokic because I think I could do things that are figure out ways to like tell his story and do funny stuff yeah, um, yeah. to get people interested in him. But like, if he, like, let's put it this way. If he played for the Lakers, people would be hyping the hell out of him. If he played for the Lakers and Knicks, Celtics, any of those teams, he would be getting hyped like crazy beyond. Like right now, I think people just think he's like a hipster MVP vote or media MVP vote, and they don't realize how good he is. Like
4: uh, bruh, bruh is next level. I, I don't know if I've ever seen like somebody like with his limited physical ability that is so dang on effective. Like I just have not seen that. Like the way because you remember, like I think it's probably his first or second year. I mean, I was looking at him like, dang, like. He's a project. I, felt, I thought he was a project, bro. I'm yeah. like, but, but then all of a sudden he hit a corner, he turned a corner, and then he started getting more buried. Then he just started turning stuff out. But he He's a
0: natural. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
6: That's when blue check mark represents on our listing. eBay Authenticity Guarantee, meaning every inch, stitch, sew, logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. So when you finally step into those grill kicks, you'll realize the feeling is unlike any other. And with eBay Authenticity Guarantee, the feeling of real is always within reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.
2: Get in the zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? I gotta change the oil in my car. Right now, get five quarts of penzoil Platinum Full Synthetic.
0: Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.
5: It's is you know how we yes. how we yes. think about you know how we think about LeBron? Yeah, in terms of like think people are like man lebron like lebron is not one of those drills guys where you're like oh yeah he's like like kobe like kobe was very much uh like i'm in the gym and i'm working on these moves and (laughs) i (laughs) <laughs> he's got every every move, every counter, every like whatever. And LeBron is like obviously he works on his game and and, and yeah. continue to improve over his twenty. You know now going in his twentieth year, yeah. but he he's more of a natural player. And Jokic is one of those guys. Like he's yeah. like
4: it's a great he, comparison. That's a great comparison. Like dude. he
5: he's he's a he he is a natural. Like this it it just comes to him. He sees so things. Other he
4: reads everything so freaking quick. That's yeah. what I notice about him. It's like before, like the ball would be in the air on a post. He's already saw out the periphery dude is coming. So when he touches his hand, he's like already flipping it. I'm like, dang.
5: Yeah. It's, it's, it's in that, like I said, that Larry Bird, that Larry Bird magic. Uh, LeBron, like natural feel for the game, ability. Like you see a guy like Giannis. Like Giannis worked his way into oh, being yeah. this. Like, like obviously he's a freak of nature athletically, but he had to. He had to develop his game. Like yeah. Oh, yeah. this, this dude Jokic is like he, he. He's had big, big soft hands and touch. And and <laughs> peripheral vision and feel for the game, like as soon as he got on a basketball court, I think people it's,
4: just been a baby dog, Jokic coming down.
5: Okay, <laughs> I just, you just you just some people just have it. LeBron was diamond people up, like even though he was a freak of nature in high school, people were like, "Damn, how did he learn to pass like that?" Yep. he didn't learn. He's that's a natural. That's a gift. That's a God-given gift. Is what it is, right? So exactly. that's that's kind of that's kind of the way I look at Jokic. But I can't really okay. take his MVPs away from him at all that like, because i dude i watched i watched this i watched the blazers and nuggets like every single game during the playoffs last year mm-hmm. and you know i know dame's mentality you know pretty closely working with him and get you know get a very good understanding i already knew what, what he was coming with in that that pivotal game five of that series and you know he dropped 50 <laughs> 55 like making crazy threes, do it. Like he was like, this is this, this game is the series. So I'm putting it all on the floor right now. Like if we lose this game, it's going to be very hard for us to win this series. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going for the kill and that's what he left out there. But what people, people see Dame's performance was unbelievable. But the reason they didn't win that game is because they had zero answer for Jokic zero, like, and I'm not just <laughs> scoring diamond. He he's doing Everything.
4: Yeah, them crazy threes, dog. <laughs> like what? He's
5: hitting. He's hitting threes. And the, the pass that I told you about, the the dagger for the game, mm-hmm. was that pass. Oh He yeah. he hit somebody in the corner. Yep. And it was like <laughs> like Covington was coming down for the help, and as soon as he saw Covington move for a second, he hit he hit the corner, and it was it, that was it. Like yeah, man. Boom. These playoffs are going to be live as heck, man. All these matchups,
4: dude. I'm I'm totally uh, looking forward to it, man. Yeah. Like, I don't really have a team either way. Uh, I, I want the Bucks to win. Uh, I like the Bucks. I mean, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm for obvious
5: reasons. You know, yeah, of course. I'm ro-
4: I am rolling with the Bucks. Okay. They retired my dad's jersey. They fly us out there. I'm rolling with the Bucks, bro. Hey, man,
5: I respect <laughs> it. the the, the fam The family looked out, huh? <laughs> is cool as hell. Yeah, man. The
4: whole crew over there. So it's like I'm rolling with the bucks. So uh, that's kind of where I'm going. But my man Nate, I love chopping up the game with you, brother. But yeah, man, I want to talk about your the company you co-founded, Move souls. Yes, sir. The inspiration behind it. Talk about the company. I want to chop it up about that.
5: It's it's crazy. Everything that's everything that's good that's happened to me. um, You know that's good in my professional life has come from a love of the game. I love basketball and, and, um, you know, that interest, that intrigue, all of that is, has kind of built my career and a lot of my best friendships and things like that have come from playing basketball, teammates, all that stuff, camaraderie in, in, in that space. And this was born of the same thing. I was, I was hooping. I had like, I was dealing with like a, um, what do you call it? Like a hip flexor injury. So I didn't hoop for a while. And then I got back to it. Like, man, I'm about to, I'm about to be go, go, go hard, got new gym membership, everything. And I was starting to play crazy. And then I had like my, like my feet were killing me, like plantar fasciitis. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of, it kind of uh, had a, you know, make a light bulb go off in my head. And I started thinking about, wait a minute. Um, you know how to, I remember when you know this player had this issue and they you know they were fitted for like custom orthotics So they, they found an over-the-counter orthotic for them or insole for them, and you know this is like generally when I think about it, most of the players in the league don't wear their shoes out the box. They wear um, they have either custom orthotics or like you know some kind of like premium insole, and then when you go down the line, um, you know I would I never really was looking for it before. And I never really thought about it for myself, but I'm like, man, I've been playing ball my whole life. No one's really marketed, uh, like this type of product to me. Um, and then I've been marketing to, you know, the crowd that's, you know, influenced by these players for 14 years now. And I don't, I've been in all kinds of footwear meetings with brands and things of that nature. And the insole has not been on the on the, the
6: agenda,
4: <laughs> uh, the agenda
5: for or or the even just the product roadmap or the consumer roadmap for how they interact with retail. So I was like, "Damn, man!" Like untapped, I, unchartered. Um, and then you know what's happened in business a lot is you know you have these boomer brands been around forever and they kind of have aged out with that boomer generation. Um, you know, you look at like in in the market that I'm in, I don't consider them a competitor because they market to different people. But like Dr. Scholl's, the brand is the brand a record, yeah. uh, you know, oh, yeah. for my grandmother,
4: people. my grandmother's generation, yeah. my, you know, everybody. It's like,
5: yeah. and when you think when you think of Dr. Scholl's, though, you know, obviously it's a hundred year old brand. It's you know, old, sleepy, distributed through CVS, all that stuff. But um, it trimmed to fit looks like a medical product. There's nothing aspirational about it at all, and you know studying the whole like global marketplace and understanding how professional athletes work. You know, some of my investors have worked with, um, you know, one of my investors used to do the, uh, run the mountain dew tour. And he was telling me every single skateboarder pro skateboarder has insoles and orthotics just the, the kids that, that aspire to be like them have no idea. And then the same thing, you know, basketball, same thing, football, same thing, soccer, like go across the, go across the board, tennis, same thing. So I see an opportunity to kind of come in as a new age brand that understands that consumer, um, bring a you know great product to the market, not a superficial product. The products we've developed have been done in conjunction with the top uh, pro sports uh, podiatry firm out there, a firm called Foot Care Express out in Florida. Almost all the fellows that have custom orthotics they were done. There. By, they go exactly the teams. The team they might not know they have them from there, but that's that's who's doing them for them. Um, So we built an over-the-counter product that, you know, for the most, I would say for about 85% of the population, 85% of athletes is going to work for them. The sock liners that they put in shoes are completely inadequate. And when you think about athletes and the journeys that they're on now, even guys that don't really have a chance, you know, guys and girls that don't have a chance to make the pros or even division one, they're still on these journeys where they're paying, they're playing all these hours, starting at an earlier age, you know, you're, you're playing more basketball than ever. Um, you know, even though they're indoors now and a lot of us were, were outdoors <laughs> playing, they're and playing still, way more.
4: They're playing a lot. You
5: they're know? playing way more hours, way more games. They got trainers. They're doing all kinds of stuff. And you're seeing uh, this preponderance of overuse injuries, right? So um, the amount of time that they're playing is not going to change. But what could change is uh, knowledge on how they prepare their body and how they protect their body. So our brand is all about that. And eventually we want to become doctor shoals the generation y and z um so that includes like casual we have a casual product eventually coming out there's a whole deal um, I honestly have been we we launched december 1st um you know with with product and um opened up our website uh direct to consumer i've, I've totally been blown away by the response so far i, I knew it was going to be I knew we ha- you know we have a long road ahead of us but i did not expect us to have um reaction that we've had to date. So it's been fun.
4: Ah, I mean, the reaction, I think, has a lot to do with, you know, it's it's a, a useful product. Yeah. That that hasn't like we you have to go through a process to get orthotics. I know I used to have to get the mold and it cost a ton of money. Yeah. So for you guys to create this situation to where you can like walk in and and you get them quick. And yeah, that whole situation, that that is just beautiful. That is magnificent. And and then something I I don't know. I, I know you guys have thought about it, but something that I took from this as a former athlete. Is that the earlier you start wearing orthotics and balance yourself out and all that, you don't have to worry about later down the line having that funny walk. I got the funny walk now, the the funny hip walk. We all the old heads. get. You don't have to worry about different issues with your back or you you won't have uh, those issues as much. If you if you're balanced out, these orthotics are in your life at an early age.
5: Yeah. So that's that's what's so interesting when you talk to the players and talk to most of the guys, they go, I didn't know anything about this. Um, like we just did. Dame was just doing media for move like earlier this week with the three different outlets. Um, hopefully that stuff's going to, going to drop soon. But he was, he was talking about like, I didn't really think about this or know any of this stuff until like I got to a certain level and then I started to deal with particular injuries. And then I had to start thinking about it, but he was like, I wish I would have known any of the guys. They all say the same thing. Chris Paul swears by, like swears by orthotics. Right. And, you know, he's, he's like, I, I wish I would have known this at an earlier age. And and someone like him who's probably more invested in the grassroots basketball than any like active player right now um, is, is the perfect platform for him to like, you know, use the knowledge he has and bring it down to those kids that he influences. So yeah, it's, that's, that's really what we're trying to do is, is provide that, that pro level knowledge and access and products that um, you know, uh, could really help these younger athletes. But, you know, that's going to be the hard. That's, I think we're, I think a lot of our business so far has been, we've got a lot of kids and, and younger athletes purchasing it, but the easier sell has been to people that are familiar with, um, insoles and orthotics. Like sure. they like our product because they think it's the best out. they try it and they love it and they rave yeah. about it. The, the reviews on our site are amazing, but the hard yeah. part is going to be getting those younger, that younger generation, to wear like we, I know you're familiar with made hoops, which is yeah. really really interesting because
4: Chad, Chad yeah, no Chad.
5: Chad, Chad is Chad. That, that's my dude, and it, it's so awesome to see because you you see all the, the former pros out there with their kids now. So Thanks. like your guy Matt Barnes is out there with his twins, coaching up, coaching <laughs> up. So so like the twins have move insoles now yeah, because we, we 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 uh, did. Um, we did a, uh, a partnership with made hoops where for their West coast and East coast championships, they, got they all the champs from each division yeah. got pairs of insoles. So it was just awesome to see the kids interacting with them, get the positive response. A lot of the kids ended up following us after like, just all that. So that's the hard, the hard work is going to be educating the, the parents and the kids around why they need the product and, um, going forward that way.
4: Well, I think you guys are doing doing it the right way. I mean, you signed Jada Williams, who's one of the yeah. top uh, high school talents, going yep. to UCLA to an NIL partnership, I believe. Yep. She's she's endorsing it. Uh you guys were at the classic at Damien, yeah. Also, which is something that I noticed. And this is just me seeing it. And I'm like, oh yeah. you're over there. I'm like, oh, okay, Nate. I see it. Yeah. And then just all just all the, the doggone selfies, you got dudes taking and posting, man, testimonials, real, not like paid, anything, real life. Yo, man, my feet feel great. I'm posting this. I can tell by the way they are posting, bro,
5: that people really love this product. It was so crazy. So that I had somebody accuse me of like not disclosing that I was paying someone. (laughs) I was like, bro, I did. I am not. I don't operate that way. So we had. So there's a there's a cat named uh, Dwayne Washington that went to uh, um, Eric. Yeah, he went to Sierra Canyon and Ohio State, and he's actually he just signed a full deal the, the, with, two-way, with the two way. Yeah, he was it. on a two way, but now he's got his full contract. Oh, He got the
4: full deal. Yeah,
5: he got his contract. He signed right at the end of the year. Yeah, that's a, that's a real dope. But the interesting thing is um, during one of the guys that I, um, you know, it's just in, it's, it's just years of work. It's I'm kind of cashing in on um, my name, my reputation, my contacts, all of that within the basketball space a Trainer friend of mine that trains uh uh Dwayne named Von Compton out in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. I was out shooting Chris Paul um for uh our brand shoot for for uh move and Von kind of helped us set up the gym that we use for for Chris mm-hmm. um amazing home gym out in Scottsdale. The, uh, the gentleman owns uh, gen- guy's names, is Brett Hart, a uh, big big time Wrestlers? basketball, huh?
4: Not the wrestler.
5: No, no, we were, we were making jokes about it. I was like, <laughs> best there is, best there was, but yeah, no, it's, 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 it's he he's a uh, he's made, I don't want to say how much money he's made. Cause I, I would be guessing, but I'm sure it's pretty substantial, but based on his house and stuff like that, he, he uh, made his fortune in staffing, like staffing for state farm, like state farm and stuff like that. Yeah, but he's yeah. a big basketball fan and had this, has this gym that Vaughn often uses to train players so we shot Chris Paul there. I gave all the, all the uh, uh, crew, production crew, everybody there. I was giving them insoles to try out. I gave Vaughn insoles for him to try out. He wears the same size as, as Dwayne. Dwayne comes to train with him during All-Star break and goes, man, my feet are killing me. And he said, Vaughn's like, oh, man, I got something for you. I think you wear the same size as him. He gives them to him. And he, Dwayne hits Vaughn like, yo, I'm like loving these, whatever. I see a picture uh, I'll, 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 uh, I'll send it to you, but it's the picture of him walking to the bus and he's got a package of our insoles in his hands. So I posted that on Twitter and someone was like, man, why don't you disclose when you pay these dudes to do whatever? And I'm like, I did not pay this dude. He, this was a completely organic thing. He's walking in with it because it's what it is. You know, after the fact I reached out to him, I sent him more product, but I've never paid him. I, he's He's not one of my guys. It's just organic, you know, organic things. So just, just trying to figure it out, man. I think we have a real potential to build something special and it's been fun, man.
4: Yeah. I think the testimonials will go a long way for you guys. I mean, I think, you know, really getting to like the grassroots, the high school kid on the educational tip, like, dude, I went like when I, and I, I'm just going to tell you when I finally got some insoles in college, bro, I started dunking. Like I wasn't dunking before. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It like I went from not dunking to being able to like two foot jump stop real easy, but just doing stuff fast, getting back quicker, moving quick. I'm like, what the hell's going on? You have this revelation that you've been you your body you've been playing kind of off balance your whole life. Yeah. Yeah. It's until man. you get these doggone insoles, yeah. Man. But man, I'm I'm ex- I'm excited about that, man. And um, I wish you the best with that, brother. I know it's going to be you. successful. You're you're one of the the, the the good guys in the industry, my man. You've always thank you, my man. Carried yourself at a very high level, bro. You are somebody I respect and somebody that you know is going to just be very very successful whatever you do, man. So man, keep it up,
5: brother. Uh, li- likewise, it's it's just, it's just so interesting how, like I said, man, stuff comes full circle. I used to watch. Obviously, I watch you th- that. Uh, I didn't watch Crenshaw games, but I would read about it in the paper. And then I would see you at UCLA, watch you at UCLA, watch games. Then people don't know about the men's gym. If You didn't grow up in LA in the nineties. You don't know about the men's gym. Sure. Um, obviously there's still NBA workouts and things like Rico Hines hosts. Right. But it's not the same as when it was open to everybody yep. and you know, you would come there on a Saturday mm-hmm. or, or during the summertime, during the week. Mm -hmm. And on the court on the left side is just, you know, random high school players or whoever was trying to get a run. Same thing on the court, far court on the right side, That middle, middle court, middle court, that middle court. was. We were all watching y'all with, with everybody that was, everybody that was on the UCLA team, and then all you know, former, current pros. So you you would get everybody from Reggie Theus to to uh, Magic to uh, you Kobe. know guys, to, and then Kobe and Kobe would be there with his two sisters.
4: Hey, when Kobe came through though, that's when it got it got ugly. Kobe came through UCLA because he, he started off he came first he came to the Wooden Center yeah and kind of did work over there yeah. you know just just monstering us and then he's like moved it over to the Magic Gym yeah they were like Chris, because I didn't come the day he came the first day like man you need to come play against Kobe man this dude so I finally get down there man and so we're in the middle court it's Magic Kobe I think it's like uh, who else some Goddam McLean you know you know how yeah those TG's yeah. Be. But I matched up against Kobe, so you know, play happens. Kobe tips dunks on me. My dad is actually at, in the gym. He your
5: dad up. used to always be in the gym. Josiah, your dad used to be working out Josiah working out in the Joe. gym, working out all Joe the on time. The court, yeah. Bro. So my yeah.
4: dad, my dad sees it. I look at my dad. I'm all embarrassed. He's like, he looks at me like, like Kobe just yeah. dunked on you. Did I, <laughs> I get into it with Kobe because I'm mad he dunked on me, bro? Yeah. The, the next thing I know, Magic got to break it up, but. It's just that, just growing up in that man, being around yeah. that Nate and understanding you watching, you being just yeah. in that
5: atmosphere, bro. Because yeah. it's like it was like it was just it was surreal. It was yeah, surreal. man. It's so so. You know, the point I was trying to make is just you like everybody had like. You're a part of the influence on me as a as a, you know, uh, basketball fan, basketball consumer, uh, you know, businessman in the basketball space. So, I you know, I appreciate your contributions to the game. I, I think not enough people give all the people that have influenced them, you know, credit. So it's great to see. It's great to see your dad getting his flowers. It's great to see you getting your flowers. It's great to see Joe popping off like everybody that I know Thank in you. the basketball space. I love seeing everybody win. So um yeah man it's it's, it's cool but the, the 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 kobe thing people don't realize like kobe used to roll in with his sisters man He he's <laughs> his sisters used to go everywhere with him rolling in would, with his sister, man, man rolling in with his sisters man so yeah it was, it was it's uh because you forget he was really like he's literally a kid he
4: was six, yeah. 17
5: years old yeah bro. yeah man so yeah um, okay. but yeah man it's 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 been good knowing you over the years and, and wish you much success and I appreciate the platform to talk about all this stuff man I'll come oh, on anytime man. you want
4: oh man I'm definitely going to have you back my brother yeah my man ladies and gentlemen Nate
0: Jones at Bet365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
1: You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new?